is in the know for Thursday, September 30, the 273rd day of 2021. There are 92 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, connect, and the hashtag is in... The No. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Public Health Director Josh Embry is going to join us for a conversation about boosters, who needs them, who doesn't, how to get one if you're in the group that does. We'll also have today's water cooler question. It will be your chance to win a trip to a Halloween weekends at Holiday World. Plus, we'll have the weekend funny tweets, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I've been a mama all morning, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been a mom, and now you're mm-hmm. going to be a professional for a little while, and then more mom <laughs> stuff probably mm-hmm. later. And yeah. uh, speaking of mom stuff, uh, from time to time, you uh, you make tuna fish salad at the house. Yes, I do. Now we just call it tuna fish. Yeah, you don't no. you don't um, you don't Twitter, so you don't know that there's a big debate raging on Twitter about uh, Miracle Whip and whether Miracle Whip is a suitable substitute for mayonnaise or not. I think I know where you will come down on this. Okay. You need mayonnaise to make tuna salad, yes? Absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question. If there were no mayonnaise available and you only had Miracle Whip, would you choose to make something else or would you make it with the Miracle Whip or what would you decide? I would use what I had. You would use what you had. So yeah. you would use Miracle Whip for tuna yeah, salad if you needed to. Very interesting. My mom uh, bought Miracle Whip when I was a kid, but for some reason I crossed over. Once I just like said, okay, this is the way that it's going to go, I was out on the Miracle Whip. Not that I'm really against it. I just think that mayo is better. That's just kind of the way it goes. So people on Twitter can hush because I've settled it for them. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and Harned. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, Before I ask you about your trip to Harned tonight... Do you have uh, major thoughts about Miracle Whip versus Mayo? <laughs> is is none of the above I mean, a, a proper? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not. Possible. Mayo is not. I, I thought yeah, you no, didn't not, like. I thought you I had mean, a dislike for yeah. it as a category. Yeah, as a condiment, no, no. I, you know, if I if I go to the restaurant and they have that on the burger, I say absolutely not. If you your know, life I don't de- want any part of that, if your life depended upon it. Would you have mayo or would you have Miracle Whip? I, to, to be honest with you, I probably couldn't even taste the difference. Really? What because goes in I the deviled eggs? Use, I, if I told you, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. I, nice try. Nice try. Nice try. Nice try. No, 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 no. The major difference in Miracle Whip is there's little red specks in Miracle Whip. I don't know what the little red specks are. But there are little red it's specks in the, in the. That's the miracle of it all in making it taste. Uh, they are not having. They, the good news for you, Sam. The concession stand at Breckenridge County High School. They don't serve mayo as a condiment on any of their items. So you're safe for your trip good. to Harnett tonight. Good. There's nothing more disappointing than when you go to the the fast food restaurant and ask for for no mayo, and they they give you the mayo on the burger. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. So at least it's like at least put it on the most, side where you can move it to the other. Most side. Most of them too. It's not like they just put a little like you know. It, it's like. <laughs> like to where you're eating a mayo sandwich. Yes. If they put it on there, they put it on there. Oh, well, yeah. They, they load it. Uh, Cougars on the road for the uh, out of the ordinary Thursday night football game tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you excited? Well, considering that, you know, my NFL team gets one Thursday night game a year yeah. and the Cougars get one Thursday night game a year. I mean, if this was any other Thursday night, I'd be a lot more thrilled. But yeah, no, it's it should be great. Anytime Grayson County and Breckenridge County match up. It'll be exciting. Uh, there are also worse road trips. Oh. <laughs> I mean, even if you just take Graves County out of the uh-huh. equation, there are worse road trips. I mean, Muhlenberg County is not a tough road trip by any means because it's pretty much you get on the parkway, you get off, and you're there. But think, but, but think of it this way, Sam. Really, all you got to do is turn right out of our parking lot, 
turn left on 60 and turn right into the stadium. Like, and anybody can find that. And we're there. Yeah, no, and and I could do that. And <laughs> Even I can do that. <laughs> so easy a cavewoman can do it. It should be really nice weather, too. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as sunny today, but it's going to still going to be warm. Increasing chances of rain over the weekend, so we're keeping an eye on that. Mostly cloudy skies today and slightly cooler. It's going to remain warm, though. Mostly cloudy skies for much of the night tonight. Comfortable low temperatures. Rain at times this weekend, especially the second half of Saturday into Sunday. And then showers will linger into much of next week. So mostly cloudy, 84 the official uh, forecasted high for today. Mostly cloudy, 60 tonight, and mostly cloudy and 81 for tomorrow. 74 new COVID cases in Grayson County since Monday and one new death announced. Uh, Statewide numbers are mostly down if you look at the report out of the governor's office yesterday. Public Health Director Josh Embry said the county had 74 new cases of the virus diagnosed since the last update on Monday. New cases bring us to 4,452. One confirmed death was also announced, raising the Grayson County total to 75. There are 262 active cases of the virus in the county. That's up 43 from Monday. 14 people are hospitalized, and that number is flat from Monday. Our incidence rate back up to 110 from 106. Now, more broadly... Across the state, the governor announced yesterday 3,893 new cases and holding steady the last few days of a third of those being uh, people under the age of 18. I think it was um, of that uh, number of the nearly 3,900, just over 1,200 of them yesterday were under the age of 18. 82 new deaths. The uh, they're the hospital census, we're under 2,000 people hospitalized now. It's 1,995. That's down 11 from the day before. 573 in ICU. That's down 15. And then patients on ventilators is down 11 to 384. 116. You saw the map a moment ago. Uh, 114 of Kentucky's 120 counties are uh, in the red. So we'll just, uh, you know. Clinton's actually back in the red. They've been in the yellow, yeah. the yellow for a while. One at a time. I mean, we just need to pick up a little more steam, and we can <laughs> we can get those. Governor Bashir also yesterday urged Kentuckians to continue to get vaccinated to further protect against the likelihood of severe infection. Recent state reports. Now, I, I think there have been a lot of people that say, okay, well, uh, you get vaccinated, you can still be hospitalized, you can still get sick. That's that's absolutely true. But it changes the dynamics of your experience with that largely, overwhelmingly from a percentage standpoint. A recent state report says that from March 1 to September 22, 86%, almost 87% of COVID-19 cases, 92% of COVID-19 hospitalizations, and 85% of COVID-19 deaths have been among those who were unvaccinated or partially vaccinated. All right, so it's important to make sure you go all the way. Now, depending upon how you do the demographics, you can decide what the percentage is of people who have opted to become vaccinated. The approximately 60% of all Kentuckians. But remember, last week we told you that 70% of Kentuckians who currently qualify to become vaccinated, it was 70%, and then it was 72% of people over the age of 18, and then you step up those, you get the older you get, the more overwhelming the percentage is. And so I kind of did a little math, depending upon how you want to, how you want to view our vaccination rates at the moment. Remember, nationally, we've shared with you that the number is about 14% of people that say they will never do it. So 14 out of 100 are using the word never, which I think is a dangerous game you shouldn't probably play anyway. But depending upon how you look at it, somewhere between 14 and 24% of people are the ones who are being targeted right now. So if you say 14 are just off the table, there's nothing you can do, they're not going to meet you in the middle, and you're at either 60% of all Kentuckians or you're at 72 or 70% of Kentuckians who qualify to be vaccinated, then you might be down as low as 14% or as high as less than one in four people that you're trying to persuade into choosing to get the shot. So. Well- Go ahead. So I know that Josh, he was supposed to call in today and share, but 
um, I, I think fortunately, um, at the clinic, the line is out the door okay. for vaccine. That's good. Yeah. Um, and so I asked, can I share that? And he said, yes, ma'am. And he said, looks like a high demand for boosters. Yeah. And so that's uh, if here, here's why I think that that uh, one, it's great news, but two, why it was predictable. If you already opted, you know, if you were from an older demographic and you already opted and you know that you have an underlying health issue, why not? That underlying health issue has not changed. And if your experience was favorable, then you would have no reservations whatsoever of following again the medical guidance that says, come get your booster. So I'd say they're going to see an overwhelming response early on. And then while they're over here still trying to appeal to 14 to 24% of people and say, come on in here and, and get the first one. More, more uh, information that I read was, yes, I mean, you can still become COVID-19 positive if you've been vaccinated, but your period of of being uh, contagious and your period of being symptomatic are much shorter on, on, on if you are, and your likelihood of hospitalization is much less, and your likelihood of death is nearly non-existent. The, the stat that I'm curious about, and I'm not this, this might be out there, is out of that percentage of vaccinated that is getting hospitalized, I'd love to know which of the three vaccines they had and kind of which percentage of that to see which of the vaccines is truly the best. Yeah. You know, I think that'd be really interesting. And it might be out there somewhere, but I'd find I'd find it interesting. Speaking of vaccinations, the Kentucky Primary Care Association is launching a new advertising campaign called Stay in the Game to encourage high school student-athletes to get their uh, COVID-19 vaccination. So, again, messaging for that younger demographic, you know, younger younger kids. And you'll know, you will uh, be able to observe, if you just go back to last sports season and the uncertainty and the drastic measures that everyone went to to try to stay on the field and keep extracurricular activities going, you can tell that students are willing to do Student athletes, in particular, are more willing to be open-minded because they want to continue to play. They don't want to be—they don't want to be the teammate that becomes COVID nineteen positive and gets the team shut down and has to forfeit or do so. They're you know kind of appealing to those, and in a lot of cases, those student athletes—they're kind of the. I call it the, the quarterback syndrome. It's like most people like the quarterback on the football team and they're kind of popular at school and people tend to emulate their behavior. So if they make good choices or positive choices, other people are likely to fall in line. So I think it's important to start there and then um, see how it goes from there. Speaking of education, Kentucky's test scores reveal educational challenges amid COVID-19. Sam, you know uh, in sports statistics, you go through history and then there's the – much uh, disliked asterisk out to the side. You know when they can mm-hmm. when they consider baseball records before and after they went to a 162 game schedule or a home run record, but it was under certain conditions, and they get an asterisk out there. And so the the last couple of school years in historical look back are going to have asterisks out beside them because I think in most things you have to throw out the metrics of academia to decide what test scores because the proficiency levels were significantly lower from the last school year and the school year before than they were two years ago. If you ask me, I think you should take those test scores and throw them in the trash can. Never look at them? No, ever. Yeah. I'm saying in, in, because I think test testing, education has gotten too much towards teaching towards that test instead of teaching towards actually educating students. Yeah. And I think that the testing is just it's, – it's horrendous. Because of the pressures on educators, they've had to ad- adapt to more of a test preparation yeah, this strategy. This is what's going to be on the test. It was so much like, educational strategy. okay, this is going to be on the ECT. we got to do this. Stop worrying about this and let's actually teach. Yeah. Uh, the, and and that, I'm not blaming teachers by any means. Sure. I'm blaming the The tests. State Department of Education got a waiver from federal accountability, but I think most states probably did because – it was just, I mean, it was talking about a scramble. Trying to keep a boat afloat, right, while trying to bail as much water as possible and keep things going is the way the last two school years have been. But uh, when it comes to the ACT, all Kentucky public school juniors participate in the ACT. So as you know, that's a test on English, mathematics, reading, and science. Uh, they scored on a scale, it scored on a scale from 1 to 36. The overall composite score was 18. 
which was down from 19 in the last year tested, according to one report. So I don't need to get on my soapbox about the ACT. Are you more of an SAT fan? Uh, neither. <laughs> I, again, I think test. I think those are the worst. You don't like yeah, it. Yeah, no. It's there's other ways that you can uh, mark progress because some people just aren't good test takers, and you're punishing them. Some of the other news headlines: A Litchfield man has been killed in a Breckenridge County three vehicle accident on Highway 259. State police said Tuesday afternoon about 5:45, they responded to a wreck in the 3500 block of 259 South near Harnett. Preliminary investigation revealed 57-year-old Anthony Kugel of Litchfield was driving an 05 Ford Taurus when he turned onto the roadway and into the path of an eastbound 2013 Escape being driven by 62-year-old James Miller of Hardensburg. The two vehicles collided. Kugel's Taurus struck a 06 Ford F-350 being driven by 39-year-old Adam Moore of Hardensburg. Kugel was transported to Breck Memorial, where he was later pronounced dead by the coroner's office there. Miller was also transported as a precaution. Moore was not injured. Sad news. Very sad. From that earlier this week, a joint investigation by the Ohio County Sheriff's Office and Penny Ryle Narcotics Task Force resulted in the seizure of one pound of methamphetamine. Tuesday night, the agency's investigation resulted in police monitoring an attempted drug transaction at Huck's Travel Center on the Western Kentucky Parkway in Ohio County. As a result of officers witnessing attempted transaction, police arrested 52-year-old Luther Burton of Louisville and seized a pound of methamphetamine. When was that? Did it say? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Were you there? Uh, we were there Friday night, oh. so I was curious if we had just missed them. I liked that a lot better when there was a We Have the Meats, that travel plaza down there. Yeah, Seattle. I, 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 I knew I knew that place. That was my first ever experience stopping there. First ever? Yeah, because they locked, they locked the restrooms at Muhlenberg, so we. <laughs> that's about the only place you can stop between Muhlenberg County and, and Litchfield. They did unlock them during the game, though? They, yes, they did. <laughs> the visitors' restaurant. They did. They, they, but by the time we leave, usually they, they lock them up. But that's everywhere. They're we go. standing around looking at their watch. Yeah, they're saying, "Come on, come on, get out of here, Grayson right. County." Yeah, I see. We get it. You won, but right, you and your ESPN crew. Mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah, that's what they call us down there. Um, and even before we have the meats, were down there. You could go down there and get yourself, uh, you could get yourself a J Boy platter. There was used to be a Jerry's down there in the really? travel plaza. Yeah. Yep. Now I know what I want for lunch. <laughs> you can have a hard time finding a J-Boy platter. Yeah, I was going to say, no, that wasn't right, it. There's someone but... over there. I think the one in Bowling Green closed recently. <laughs> yeah, but there's, I saw a story. Uh, WKYT or someone did one. Is, isn't there one in E-Town? No. No? No. Uh, there is one, there is one uh, like Mount Sterling or in, in that okay. general area, like the remaining oh, one. Right. And it's like the mecca of, uh, of Jerry's. You, you and uh, good old Des Cook and go. Okay. All right. He's more of a fresh. Well, <laughs> hey, you know, you're talking. That's one of my favorites. Um, speaking of nostalgia, some small towns, you know, the Ford News with their uh, battery partner making investments in Glendale and then down in Stanton, Tennessee. The popular, I don't know the technical def, I don't know the technical population of Glendale. I've always just looked at Glendale as like, Glendale is is just a you know a small community right outside E Town, which is it's Clarkson know, to Litchfield, is right? What kind it of is. Well, it's they not did as crafty things. Glendale's yeah. not as big as Clarkson. I mean, it's a railroad stop in there, and they've got some antique stores. But the population of people that live there, I'm not even sure it's incorporated. But the population of Stanton, Tennessee, 450. It's smaller. I don't know what the current population of Caneyville is, but I usually estimate Caneyville to be about 600 people. That's give or take what kind of what the population has been over the years. So a, a community that's technically smaller than Caneyville is the community outside Memphis where they're getting the other battery plant. And so the yesterday was all the, hey, we can't wait, we love this, et cetera. And now, you know, some journalists have had an opportunity to talk and go talk to the residents and say, okay, now, how do you all feel about this? Because I told you two days ago, there were members of the Glendale community who have staved this development off for the better part of 20 years. I mean, they've been eyeing this ground for a long time. So it's going to increase traffic. It will cause probably new housing developments there. It's not as if these two factories in Glendale are going to be visible from the depot down there. They'll be, you know, out of sight. So it's. I hope it ends up being, for both communities, a blending of being able to preserve Glendale 
the way that it wants to be preserved, but also kind of using those natural resources of southern Hardin County for development and trying to drive the economy. I know I was reading a story yesterday, and it was interesting, just something that I didn't think of was realtors. They're now like having to prepare their next couple of years in that area because sure. that's going to be a boom. That's absolutely right. Glendale days will never be the same. Does Glendale days, do you know if they have a parade? You're asking the they wrong They probably have a person. car show. Do they throw all makes of cars out except for Ford? I yeah, now it's just Ford. I don't know that they have a parade. This is a Ford town now. But it they, is possible there's a car show. They surely, everybody's that. got a car show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you a busy intersection in Litchfield on a Friday afternoon turns into a car show because no one can go anywhere. You can go well, to Brownsville and sign a car show. The, waiting for the... Waiting for the Maybe traffic. like to, to line up around the square, too. That's right. A deteriorating Kentucky bridge that was home to thousands of endangered gray bats has been repaired in a way that makes the span safer for motorists and wildlife. A project team from the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet partnered with U.S. Fish and Wildlife to make a habitat-focused design as crews replaced the bridge superstructure with new beams, deck railing, deck and railing, and made repairs to the existing abutment and piers. The um, repairs on the rural two-lane span were made in a way that provides more roosting space for the bats. I don't know about you, but I clearly will sleep a lot better tonight knowing these bats are looked after and taken care of. The thing that's puzzling to me, Sam, I read this story three times, and it still doesn't tell me where the bridge is. They did, they, I was reading another story about this yesterday, and they don't want to tell because they don't want people like you to go bother the bats. I wouldn't necessarily go bother the bats. I probably but that's why they did. Just, they, they didn't want people to go and visit them and and try to. I don't know what. I would choose just to not go near the bats, probably. But they they did they did mention that it's in an air in this area. Wait a minute. They said this. it's in a karst it's in a karst area, so it's in like the Mammoth Cave area. Well, yeah, I would think that's where bats like to hang out, mm-hmm. um, especially this time of year. Uh, it's Halloween, you know. The bats go all out for mm-hmm. Halloween. Um, is Robin there, too? This area. But, okay, they don't have to tell me where it is, but I would like them to tell me it's not in Grayson County. Can well, I mean, you, I was looking. They they submitted a couple of pictures, and there you go. There's your picture. Does that help you all? Um, well, I can't say I've been over every bridge in Grayson <laughs> County, but... And I've that, been. That, that looks like about about half. I've only seen the underside of a couple of them, and they're primarily on Rough River Lake. So, and I haven't seen those bats. Just tweet, tweet Jim Gray, the transportation cabinet secretary. Well, you've got and, connections to the transportation just, cabinet. That's true. I'll just get I'll just get someone to say just just tell us it's not Grayson County, and I'll be fine. It's kind of like I don't mind them being there. I just don't want to accidentally drive over, and then the bats jump out and get me. That'd be bad. A Florida man. Impressively, have you seen, you were walking through this morning when this was on CBS this morning, uh, excuse me, CBS Mornings, can't get uh, accustomed to the new name. Did you see the guy wrestling, catching the alligator in the trash can? I did. Oh, you I've see it? seen it. Yeah, you have seen it? I love it. it. A Florida man took the trash out this week and may have saved his neighbors from a mad alligator in the process. So his kids were playing outside and there was an alligator, like, you know, gator's going to gator. In Florida, and so the guy to get rid of the alligator, he goes and gets his recycling bin or his trash can. The different colors have different things, and so he gradually like works the can over, and he cleverly, if you're watching, you can see his his move. He snares the the gator with the garage door, closes the can, and then have you seen him roll it down? He like stuns it in the head. Part. Yeah, when he gets it in there, and, and then tail. he's like, "Is it in there?" And he sets it up. This is a vi- this is a live video of Mark Stoops at about six o'clock on Saturday night. <laughs> I hope so. That would be wonderful. Put the gator in the trash can. Yeah, but and, the thing and, about this guy, I mean, that gator's got to be reasonably heavy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? And he just rolled it like yes. right on in there. The best part though is he rolls it into the backyard where the waterway, where the where the swamp is, and he just he rolls it over so the lid will open, and then just runs as fast as he can. <laughs> like that gator's going to get me if I don't get away. So good luck on him. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Orange Shirt Day. I like orange. 
because the Cougars are playing tonight. Right. It's chewing gum day today. Do you not like that? I don't chew it a lot, but sometimes. You know, the old adage is if someone offers you a stick of gum, take it. You they might know. be trying to tell you something. It is also Ask a Stupid Question Day today. Yes. <laughs> I've been waiting all year for the green light to ask as many <laughs> stupid questions as possible. Isn't that just every day on social media? All you got to do is be an admin on the K105 Facebook page and you'll get your healthy dose. That's a true story. You got your eyes real big over there, Miss Buckles. But well, that's I'm a not true disbelieving. Story. I, as, yeah. as I'm just a person who reads a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just had nothing to say. So well, for instance, I'd your like. Your mama says if you have nothing nice to say, don't here, say anything at all. Here's something to consider: Should we be able to spell the word creativity the way that we want? This, that's that. Yeah, I, See, I get what you're saying I'm there. Testing yeah, the limits of the universe to decide: Should you be able to spell the word create? If we can decide whether we're a boy or a girl or how we associate and all that stuff, can't we just choose to spell how we want? Seems reasonable to me. No, I mean, yeah, I I can't deny that point at all. (laughs) Now, did you want to bring up the point, is is a bat a bird? Yeah, it's a good question. Is a bat a bird? This is another maybe perhaps stupid question. Is a bat a bird? A bat doesn't have a beak. Because we were talking, uh, I mean... Our good friend Yukon Cornelius is, doesn't like birds. Yeah. Does he not like bats then in that same thing? Or does he just like baseball bats? I think he doesn't like flying creatures. So then, but is it the creature or is it the flying? Because uh-huh. my guess is he likes airplanes. I mean, I can follow this thread as far as you want Helicopters. to go. Okay, but birds are fowl and bats are mammals. Well, bats can also hit fowl. <laughs> See, nice. There, there, there you go. Nice. Uh, do bats have do bats have hollow bones like birds? Probably. I don't know. I, yeah, I think these are important questions that I think only one man can answer. No, no, no. <laughs> Surely not. Here's the weekend funny tweets. Uh, the weekend funny tweets from married people first. At Henpecked House said, after seven years of marriage, I can always guess what's bothering my wife. I'm never right, but I can always guess. Jesse said, husband, day one of marriage. Where do we keep the can opener? Husband, day 4,563 of marriage. Where do we keep the can opener? <laughs> I don't do that, do I? I know where no. the can opener is. Well, yeah. I got one you of those do. electric ones. That's good. <laughs> As at, a lefty, he, he'll know my struggle. It's it's not easy. At Vinod Chapru says, once married, the woman takes over the entire closet, and the man stores everything he owns in his left cargo pocket. <laughs> Is that why guys wear cargo pockets? Because all their storage gets taken away? <laughs> you get one drawer. <laughs> and a few from parents. At mom, meh, said... Let's get married and have kids so we can be annoyed by little versions of ourselves for the rest of our lives. (laughs) And the dad briefs says, did I ever tell you about how uncomfortable my chair was in my wife's birthing room? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. You know there are plenty of guys and dads who... Feel that pain? It's all about them, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that chair's not comfortable. What about her chair? Those are the ones that pass out. Her chair wasn't very comfortable right. either. You know, that's like guys with man colds. <laughs> Do you know, Sam? You're not a you're not a whiny sick person, are you? Mm, no, I'm that's usually a. I'm gonna tough it out. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you got it. Sure. It keeps fun. Yeah. It? yeah. It's a good place for it. <laughs> and all my other valuables. <laughs> it's the best the best pants to wear if you're going to an amusement park Listen, or something. I got to tell you, though, that's I am I have always laughed at men that, especially older men, and, and I'm not casting shade because I'm certainly creeping in on that range, but I've always laughed at men who do the, um, who go the belt and suspenders route. Mm-hmm. I think society has forced us into that because if we have 10 cargo pockets and they're all full, 
We need to, we need double protection on the structural integrity of being able to uh, to be able to hold your dungarees up. You know, I can't I can't deny that. No, it's it's and like I said, it's the best pants to wear if you're going to a sporting event or going to an amusement park because you can just stick everything in there. It's like your own personal purse. Going to a movie theater. Oh, I know a guy, by the way, whose cargo pockets also get converted into a purse. Uh, uh, can you put my Burt's Bees in your cargo pocket? Uh, can you, can you, is, is, can you, is this person you're talking about in this room right I now? I just said, I know a guy, I know a guy who sometimes is cargoing. She's the food burrow. I'm the cargo pocket burrow. Do you ever go hungry? <laughs> no. Do you ever go without Burt's Bees? No. Okay, then. <laughs> All right. It works, I suppose, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, thank you, cargo pants. I mean, they look goofy, but thank you because they're extremely practical. Someday in the hopefully not too distant future, NASA's next moon-bound astronauts will catch a ride to the launch pad to board their Orion spacecraft atop a massive SLS rocket. And Oscar Mayer, the food company known for hot dogs, would like to be uh, to offer a bold and dignified vehicle to get them there: the Wiener Mobile. Oscar Please. Meyer is trying to partner. <laughs> is trying to partner with NASA. We need a flying wiener mobile to provide some new ground transportation. It, you know how uh, SpaceX is doing it with Teslas. They're loading up their astronauts in their Teslas and they're cruising them out there uh, at Cape Canaveral to the launch pad. Can you imagine like them lumping along in a wiener mobile up there, standing it, around? Is this what Misty's been working on here? Is she I, probably, helping develop the wiener mobile? Because pr- I know she wants to drive it, right? Sure, I think that would be. Yeah, yeah. we've been talking yeah, about this for say, years. I knew that you two yes. are gonna. NASA's mm-hmm. vehicle request came to the attention of Oscar Meyer, which tweeted, "Hey NASA, we got you on Friday, along with a photo of the Wiener Mobile. It is likely to face some competition. Airstream kitted out a touring coach for use with Boeing's delayed Starliner missions, and SpaceX Dragon astronauts have had the chance to enjoy a lift in the Tesla Model X. So it's not going to be just as simple as, sure, Oscar Mayer, you can do this, but um, that would be awesome. Can I mean, can we? I, I'm a fan. Let, let's make it happen. Can we start the I'm GoFundMe? I'm a huge fan. I'd like to see it once, though, because here's what I think, is that the space program might become the laughing stock to other people. Like, the people around the world, the Chinese wouldn't get it and do, and snicker like we would. They'd just say they don't know what they're they don't know what <laughs> stupid they're doing. Americans. So that's right, stupid <laughs> Americans. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Today's water cooler question. It'll be your chance to win. That's coming up here on In the Know. You have about 70,000 thoughts a day. Oh, dear. Uh, Easily. Yeah. Easily. I think Uh, I have that many browsers open. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is that an average number, you think, or is that universal? But the thoughts are different. Like, no matter who you are. Once you hit the 70,000 mark, it has to be average. We've Uh, all hit that wall, though. I mean, there are people that... But if you're staring off into space, though... You're still having thoughts, mm-hmm. but are you having as many thoughts? Uh, you know, that's the... And are what, you really having thoughts? Oh, yeah, 100%. When you're staring into space, maybe you're having an that's elongated... That's the reason you're staring into space is because uh, you're having thoughts. But is it an elongated thought or that causes it, the stare, or is it multiple rapid thoughts. fire? Like, mm-hmm. I don't... Is it Gatlin gun of thoughts? Mm-hmm. Or is it, you know, like a double barrel shotgun? I don't know the answer to that. That's that's a question, not a statement. We're, we're pondering. We're pondering too early. We're getting pondering. In We've the been wrong. pondering all, all <laughs> pondering in the wrong segment. We, we pondered our bat bird comment. <laughs> Here's today's water cooler Creativity. question. If you're 18 years of age and older, and you've not won in the last 30 days, you qualify to win. You're going to text your answer to two seven zero two five nine six thousand two seven zero. Two five nine six thousand up for grabs today. Uh, the Halloween weekends at Holiday World through Halloween weekend. 
Halloween weekend's a holiday world through Halloween weekend. That's a lot of huzz in there. Nailed it. Um, but Good you uh, qualify to win. You can win some tickets to that. That's always a great event, especially, you know, great to go in the fall. Crowds are lighter. And here's the question. The one in five married people secretly dislike this about their partner. One in five. 20% of married people secretly dislike this about their partner. What is it? 270-259-6000 is the number to text the answer to. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. Do you have an automatic thought? Or answer? You must be asking Sam because I have the answer. Oh, well, uh, okay. All right, fine. Would you me. have gotten this correct? No. I would uh, not okay. have. Thank you. I would not That's have gotten this correct. Okay. And but it did make me the, the operative word there may be secretly. Like what if what if you what if it's no <laughs> secret that you hate this about your partner? So this is twenty percent of married people secretly dislike this about their partner. What is it? Two seven zero two five nine six thousand. We've been pondering a lot this morning, and one of my previous ponderances from the years past has almost come true. So I pondered if Eminem ever opened a restaurant, would he name it Mom's Spaghetti? Yes, he would. And it has come true because Eminem is going to open a Detroit restaurant named Mom's Spaghetti. Do your knees weak and your arms get heavy before you enter? Right. Yeah, you got to wear a sweater when you go there as well. <laughs> You no gotta have sweater. a little bit on there too. <laughs> no sweater, no service. It's no fun unless you get a little on you. So, I mean, palms are sweaty, knees are weak, arms are heavy because of their spaghetti and meatballs are so, you know. But on the surface, you got to look. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I, I, this is awesome. I, was, I mean, this is just yeah, it's, this is it's smart. That's like if Toby Keith opened a restaurant. Would all their drinks come in red solo cups? Mm-hmm. Absolutely they would. So it just makes perfect sense. Thank you, Eminem, for making my ponderance come true. All right, let's see what the preliminary answers are. Um, their mother, no. Claw, uh, clothes, no. Uh, it's running over the list of uh, eating habits, no. Oh, by the way, his eating habits. That's very... Pre- it was not. It didn't specify twenty percent of married men or women, but the answer being his eating habits. That sounds like a spoken from a place of very personal consideration. Was there. that Sarah Cook? I, perhaps I don't. I hate to hate to disclose. Uh, no, no correct answers yet. Twenty percent of married people secretly dislike this about their partner. What is it? Text your answer to two seven zero two five nine. 6,000. The bodyguard is getting a remake, and we're, they're explaining how it's going to be different. The 44-year-old The Inheritance scribe spoke to Variety. Matthew Lopez is the writer, and he said how they're going to update the Whitney Houston uh, classic film, and they're going to have a the protagonist will be a Latina. So they'll take a, a Hispanic or Latina actress or actor, and will play that lead role that played uh, in that role that Whitney Houston made famous. I don't know who's going to play the Kevin Costner role. Will will it have to be someone from a different culture? Because you had mm-hmm. Whitney Houston and you had Kevin Costner and mm-hmm. their romance developed, which in that time wasn't nearly as common as it is today. And so will they take someone from a different culture and, you know, because that's the it's the unlikelihood of mm-hmm. them becoming romantically involved, which is the Kind of the premise of the movie. The Book of Boba Fett is getting a Disney Plus release date, and the first poster is out. The show will premiere exclusively, so if you're a fan of The Mandalorian, this is kind of, it's not necessarily picking up, but it's Disney and uh, and Lucasfilm's next iteration of their Disney Plus series. It's The Book of Boba Fett, and it comes out Wednesday, December the 29th. I'm off work that day, so I'll make sure and watch it. Truth be told, even if I was working that day, I would still watch it. I will not be watching it more than likely on that day. <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going to be that day. So, yeah, lots of his. These answers come in the, the <laughs> lot, lot, lots of his. He does this and he does that, and the, the women know this very. Let me see. We'll run through it. No, 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 no. Are we right no, on any of those? No, no, no. Sam doesn't have any. Of, no, does Sam My doesn't have one? it right? Uh, no, I can't read your writing. No. <laughs> Is handwriting the answer? 
Are you serious? What? Sam can read it? I'm trying to read the whole thing. And I'm like, what? I said only the second. That? Yes. I don't even know where the second is. You've scratched things out. You've. Oh, like, wait. I think I know. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yes. oh, okay. Woo. That's what she was trying to write. Oh, no. No, that's not it. I don't have good handwriting either. Uh, the original Law and Order series is returning to NBC. Is this good, bad, indifferent? They've gotten a lot of mileage out of that, without a doubt. I've never watched. They've got, what, like, it's like the CSI. You they know, do, they... but what are they going to, I mean, some of their cast members, Baby's Daddy is not with us anymore. Jerry Orbach, who played Baby's Daddy in Dirty Dancing, he's not with us anymore, so he can't be in the revival of the show. So, what are they going to do about that? Tell me that, huh? Can we get a hint? A hint? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, hopefully when you when you watch or listen to the show, you do a lot of this. Uh-huh. And no, it's not throw things at the TV. Yeah, when you watch or listen to the show, you probably do a whole lot of this. And it may be the thing that people secretly, that your, your spouse secretly dislikes about you. We gotta get to a break. We'll come back. We can not got the correct answer. We'll do the big reveal on the other side. You're on in the know. You know. Did you know that was last segment? MB's point to ponder for today. We've been pondering so much throughout the show. I got everything all out of order. MB's point to ponder for today. Why did Yankee Doodle name the feather in his hat macaroni? What was the significance of that? And I feel like I've read this before. And when we learned this song as children, was it just because we didn't yet know to challenge authority to ask why? Like we just all willingly willingly said, oh, okay, he named that feather in his hat macaroni. But did anyone think to go, why would someone name a feather macaroni? That's very confusing. Yeah, because yeah, I remember reading this one time. Oh, at the time, macaroni was a new and exotic food in England. And so the young men named their club the Macaroni Club to demonstrate how stylish its members were. Hmm. All right. Did they do a line dance called, hey, macaroni? Oh, I Google doesn't know the answer to that. Uh, Xaviera knew that the correct answer on the water cooler question, she was the first to know it was their laugh. Their laugh was the correct answer. 20% of people dislike this about their spouse. Uh, but I said voice, so I was close. That was one of my first guesses. Someone, though... Um, Leaving his underwear in the floor doesn't matter where. <laughs> I feel for you on that. I don't. I would. I, I, I do, I but I think the percentage would be way. Yeah, higher. I don't know to offer the solution on how to fix that, but um, I certainly empathize with your plight in that. <laughs> you could staple them to the floor. Ooh, good idea. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, not personally. Miss Buckles, you've been known a time or two. Like, If you ever go missing, one of the first places I'm going to look for you is at the Dollar Tree. That's one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, okay. there's a, like out of the out of your ordinary pathways. Yes. Because yes. You, you won't miss out on a good opportunity to spend a dollar when it's only something that's a dollar. It's only a dollar. Right. But let me ask you this. I know how where I come in on these things. Okay. But the Dollar Tree is going to start selling items that cost more than a dollar. So do you cry foul on this? Are you going to throw a flag on the play? Or Absolutely. You, yeah? I cry foul. Okay. Throw flags or... So will you, as a matter of principle, only buy things that are a dollar? Like, what will, what, will what you, are they selling that's more than a dollar? That's the question. Um, well, and, and that's my thing. I mean, oh... So they do things that are 50 cents, so that's fine because you can do two and you're at a dollar, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I may just not go at all. What if they scamper? What if they scamper out there on their sign and they put a plus sign behind dollar? They say dollar plus tree. <laughs> like, would that give I you? I think some, there's a store that is something similar. Give you some cover. I, mean, I don't know. Could be on television tonight. Uh, we've not seen Big Brother from last night, so hopefully I've not, and I've not learned any spoilers. Nor you have I. Oh, good, good. No, uh, tonight not. it's the season nine premiere of Station Nineteen on ABC, and the season eighteen premiere of Grey's Anatomy on ABC. Is this a crossover event? This one of those deals where they force you into watching both? Probably, okay. but I've learned that they're really not that important. So All right, I don't have to do the crossover. Season two premiere on ABC of Big Sky. And on CBS, The Price is Right celebrates 50 years. All right. Bob Barker coming back, I guess. He's got, I mean, you can't celebrate 50 years of The Price is Right without Bob Barker. How, how old is Bob Barker? What, 97? Is he, well, I mean, we still do have him, but he's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But isn't it, is it a surprise to you that we lost Alex Trebek before we lost Bob Barker? Bob Barker, he'll be 98 in December. Yeah. Wow. So so who's more important to our nation, Bob Barker or Betty White? Yes. To death. Yes. How about pre- presidential ticket? Barker and White, either order. Doesn't matter. They have my vote. About, a, about the same as what we got right now. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date in 1962, James Meredith, the black student, was escorted by federal marshals. To the campus of the University of Mississippi in 1777, the Continental Congress, forced to flee in the face of advancing British forces, moved to York, Pennsylvania. You know what they did while they were there waiting? They invented the peppermint patty. I do like that. Learn something new every day? Yeah. Check Google. It'll tell you. The New York Yankees defeated the Brooklyn Dodgers in the first World Series game broadcast on television this date in 1947. There you go. You can hang that over your uncle. That's exactly right. Monty Hall passed away this date in 2017. Speaking of legendary game show hosts, birthdays today. Angie Dickinson is 90. Johnny Mathis is 86. Somebody text Missy Misty and tell her she needs to tweet at Johnny Mathis today to wish him. Not Johnny Unitas. Johnny Mathis. Okay. Marilyn McCoo is 78 today. <clears throat> Barry Williams. Not Bowling Green Barry Williams. Say, Not Bowling Green wow, Barry Williams. Wow, I, I didn't know Barry, Barry Williams Barry Williams was, was from the Brady Bunch. He was one of the Brady boys. He's 67 today. Fran Drescher is 64. Mm. Marty Stewart is 63. Crystal Bernard is 60. Eddie Montgomery, fellow Kentuckian, is 58 today. Jenna Elfman, Dharma, is 50 today. Christopher Jackson, who uh, he was, uh, he's on Bull now, but he was the original George Washington in Hamilton on Broadway. And T-Pain is 37 today. Was today's water cooler question in honor of Fran Drescher's birthday? <laughs> right. It's her voice as much as it is oh. her. Oh. Truman Capote was born this day in 1924. The reason that it's Chewing Gum Day is because William Wrigley Jr. was born this date in oh. 1861. That's the significance of that. Well, happy birthday. 160. Let's go to our chart toppers for today. Go all the way back to 1955 and the four aces. Love is a many I defy you to name a better four aces song. Couldn't have named this one. <laughs> See? So then you have to say this is the best Four Aces song. All right, let's go to 1964. Ronnie and the Daytonas, number one, with... Little GTO, you really look at mine. I love this song. So is that the right name? Now that you're doing green light. Uh, uh, my parents similar. exposed me to this song when I was getting GTO. All right. I will never, ever hear Little GTO again without thinking of Cheryl Hines in the movie RV. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. I mean, because one, RV is a great movie. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. But when they're barreling down, they're all wearing headphones, except for Robin Williams. So here's Cheryl Hines. Come on, turn it on. Wind it up. Blow it out. Wow, 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 yeah, yeah, little DT. And Robin Williams is just giving her the side eye, like, wow, wow. <laughs> what? It's hilarious. It is a great movie, and that's a great scene. <laughs> and when Jeff Daniels and Christian Chenoweth come barreling by, flagging them down in their motorhome. Sam, have you seen it? No. Oh, oh my goodness, Sam. No. You've gotta, oh, it is a it is a it's it is a great movie. Black. My father married up your chair. 1973 Cher was number one. Another Cher play this week. That's right, yeah. Am I allowed to say half breed? Oh, too late. The white man always called the name of the song. I didn't know. Several good chart toppers today. We're out of time, but I hate to skip them. Melissa Manchester, number one in '82, with "You Should Hear How She Talks About You." All right, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Good Vibrations in 91. Come on over, Christina Aguilera, 21 years ago today. Jay Sean down in 09, 11 years ago, 12 years ago today. And Girls Like You, Maroon 5, and Cardi B in 2018. They're your chart toppers for today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom is the smallest step in the right direction can be the biggest step of your life. The smallest step in the right direction can be the biggest step of your life. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know. I'll introduce you. For uh, Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.